Welcome to the very first Escape Everything podcast. I'm James, aka Fallen Future. I am Jonna, aka. <laughs> I was going to say also known as, and then it made, it it came out aka. I'm Jonna, also known as Tukaruna. With these podcasts, we'll be talking to artists and creators about their own personal experiences and challenges in their creative process. This first episode is a bit of a recap of our own personal journeys to reach this point, and we'll give you a preview of some of the things that we have coming up on Escape Everything. We hope you enjoy. did we launch escapism um yeah i think we have some different reasons for that you were kind of like you definitely spearheaded that one i think it was your idea um i don't really yeah i kind of don't really really remember it too clearly but it was definitely your idea and we were obviously we've both been music uh, working on music for a while and and collaborating on stuff together and then uh, yeah, you had this idea of like releasing our own stuff and put together like a schedule of like you know releases for our first album. Well, I mean, we both like re- released music separately ages and ages ago, and I don't quite know what happened in the meantime that got us to a point where we kind of like lost a bit of um, mm. um, drive and enthusiasm to do that. But we've been collaborating for a few years, haven't we? And uh, it just got to a point, especially on the run-up to me turning 30, uh, when I thought, you know, this is kind of a bit stupid, really. We're spending all this time meeting up every week to work on stuff Mm. and just not really going anywhere with it. So uh, it was kind of initially a bit of an experiment just to see what was possible. Yeah. um, Yeah. For me, like, I was up for the idea because, yeah, it kind of spurred us on gave us a bit of like focus and direction and I mean working every week together was great and it it still is good for like learning and progressing your skills in terms of music production and writing songs and stuff but yeah that kind of gave us a bit of a kick up the arse to like get other get 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 it out there a little bit more it's nothing nothing beats a deadline really yeah 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 so that was that was your idea and yeah I was totally up for it as well because yeah not only did it give us an impetus to kind of move things forward in a in a way it, it also um yeah I, I saw it as a good opportunity to kind of like you know taking a long-term view about learning learning more about the music business and how things work in terms of like marketing and promotion and uh you know I guess you know the whole you know, live performing live as well as like an element of that, and yeah, just kind of a good opportunity for experimentation and learning. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, what is your like more long term ambition for that? How do you sort of see that panning out? 
Yeah, well, actually, and this is this is related to that because the the other element is that I mean I have um, a really wide range of like musical tastes and like working on like different projects of completely different genres, and so having your own label um, provides an opportunity of like releasing that stuff. Like if you were to try and attract record label interest and get your stuff out there when you're you're not fully focused on one project, but you know, you're working on different stuff, I think it becomes a lot more problematic because you know you might not be pushing that one project as much as it could in terms of you know touring and, and promotion and and all that so yeah i think long term gives you an, op- a, an opportunity to work on like different projects mm-hmm. yeah i mean like the same for me even kind of i suppose broader than that it's sort of um having your own label is such an opportunity to play with all sorts of different uh, creative uh, um, elements you know so as well as the music part of it I can also work on the photography um, mm. the design for the label um, plan for music videos and stuff and it just keeps it really interesting and sort of fresh that you can kind of jump between all these different parts um, and you, you know and it's all uh, it's all born from the sort of same same place so you can build these amazing worlds where they all sort of like evolve from your one music project so you have a sound of a certain artist and then you're trying to think about how that would look um for their artwork and for their photos and stuff and for me that's just a really great way of just having this itself uh, fueled mm. output where i can just build these bigger and bigger more immersive um worlds around what i'm working on yeah it should be mentioned that yeah james is a you know photographer and designer and you know into like building websites and all this stuff so yeah i'm I, i'm not very uh <laughs> you know clued up or experienced in in those kind of elements just a music super superstar <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh do you want to talk about a little bit about you know what we've been doing since since the launch of the label yeah, so I th- I think we we just lost a bit of steam when it um, first launched. You know, we spent so much time trying to ramp it all up and get everything ready, and it was sort of a massive release. You know, we had this amazing launch party, and afterwards, I think we just didn't really know what to do with what we created. You know, there's been so so much energy to get to that point. Um, you know, we spent the sort of two months before writing flat out so that we could get each get an album ready to put out there, and suddenly you know we couldn't maintain that level of output and really if we'd have sort of planned a bit better we could have sort of reined it in and sort of um planned a more realistic release schedule mm-hmm. but um yeah i think i i mean i think it was a good learning experience we kind of like had this deadline we were like frantically working <laughs> yeah we were really disciplined trying to keep stick to it and we did but I think in the process we made we made a lot of mistakes, you know, as people do, and 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 learned a lot from that process. Um, so it's yeah, it's it it was all good, but um, I think we made. I think one of the biggest uh, things that I learned from it is basically um, having. Yeah, you know, we were focused so much on the deadline that um, I think some of the stuff in terms of the promotion, which should have happened before the release, kind of like slipped through the net. So I think that was also another reason why it kind of like f- sort of fizzled out quickly for us. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, we were still, you know, we were still working on sort of other projects um, and like collaborations together. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I think apart from all that work lives kind of you know the office day jobs kind of like took over mm-hmm. a, a little bit shortly shortly after and then kind of like before you know it it was like nearly a year down the yeah. line and you're like wow how did that happen yeah well i mean there's a lot of things that go into that definitely we both got very busy in the few months afterwards um but I mean, yeah, the amount of work that went into doing it as a whole album, I think that probably blew out of proportion um, what it would take to maintain a release schedule. You know, if you're just doing a few tracks on an EP, really, we should be able to knock those out every month or so. Mm. But just the kind of residual memory of the effort and the pain <laughs> that went into getting that first thing ready probably made us sort of slow down a bit, you know? Mm. we've having a deadline definitely helps as well I think if we'd have planned a schedule and had goals in mind of when we were going to hit certain targets that definitely would have um, motivated us as well yeah you're totally right I think I think the amount of effort and energy we were putting into it up up until that point was just not sustainable I remember like getting up fight like something like five or just after five in the morning uh, before work for you know for a a number of days you know within sort of like a two to three week period and just kind of burning the candle at both ends and being completely frazzled uh yeah (laughs) so the label's back though it's got a new name um yeah we've decided to re rename the label it's no longer escapism it's now escape everything um this initially was because after some research I, i started working on some new branding for for the label uh, and I found found out that there are actually another nine record labels that are called Escapism or some variation of that. And <laughs> so just if we're really going to take this seriously, I thought maybe it's best to sort of nip it in the bud now and find something that's a bit more unique just to help us differentiate a little bit going forward. Um, but I think... I, I think it sounds cooler as well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's much more interesting, actually. Um, it hasn't really changed too much uh, our thoughts of it. And in a lot of ways, it's sort of fueled new ideas. Um so obviously, I mean, at the at the base level, the main our main ambition for this is to start releasing music regularly, both our own stuff. Um, again, we have some friends, Binary Coder, who have got some stuff coming on in the near future as well. Hopefully, we'll get some more people involved at some point. Um, but I'm confident that we can make a bit more of this as well. You know, there's been some quite um, big learnings for us over the last few years, and uh, for me personally, especially that's something that I'd like to explore through this and talk to some people about um, their own experiences. You know, I've, I've kind of realised talking to friends who are working in other creative fields, just how many people are kind of struggling with the same kind of issues. So... Um, in terms of, like, trying to, trying to do creative stuff on the side... Yeah, and you know, when you're when you're doing it on the side, especially, it's so many things about trying to keep yourself motivated. How do you promote yourself? Um, you know, how how do you deal with it when you sort of feel a bit overwhelmed by realizing how many other people there are doing exactly the same thing that you're mm. doing and trying to compete in that kind of like that world? You know, yeah, it, it, it's a there's a, a lot of things that can um, knock your confidence. 
But yeah. I think like having discussions with people about it is a great way of sort of helping helping get over that. Yeah, and it's I think for these kind of well, I think creative pursuits are generally like long term things as well. You know, it takes a long time to sort of get good at stuff, and it's really consistency is like yeah. Well, yeah, consistently it's consistency and just having that like impetus and keeping that motivation up to maintain a certain level of progress and consistency over a long time. Yeah, it can be challenging. So obviously music's pretty important to us. We both work on, um, we both meet up every week to work on our collaboration projects and we both have solo projects beyond that as well. Um, obviously me personally, I'm listening to music all the time when I'm uh, working as well. So yeah, it does take up quite a big part of our, our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. So yeah, Jono, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, how you got started in the first place? Because uh, I know you started pretty young with your brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, music is has been absolutely massive for me in my life. Um, I think, well, <laughs> in terms of musical achievements, well, I guess I started I started playing like piano and violin when I was like six, um, but I kind of like didn't really get into it too much and kind of stopped after a few years but music really kind of took a hold of me from about the age of like 12 I don't know like I was a bit of a I had some troubled teenage years probably not much more than a lot of people but I think I struggled with myself in a lot of ways and um, music really gave me like a kind of identity and something to latch on to and particularly sort of like the uh, I guess the harder kind of punky rock stuff like the, the literally the first album I ever bought was uh, I think it was Nirvana and Nevermind and Smashing Pumpkins Melancholy and like Green Day so I was more in I was like straight away like drawn to like you know the heavier side of you know that kind of fairly mainstream I guess yeah but um, so we formed a band played at the uh, year eight school disco so this was like first school um so yeah the leaving disco so I, was, I must have been 11 or 12 years old um yeah my brother sang one song and i sang another song uh and then and then we went straight to middle school and we kind of stayed in the same band did like uh, school assemblies and school kind of talent shows and stuff doing like Smashing Pumpkins covers and like I, I, I literally like screamed on the mic for the first time. It was amazing because I kind of like uh, so year eight and then going into high school like with a band already and playing playing like the school gigs and stuff and it just gave me a great sort of sense of identity and meaning and purpose and yeah I kind of like I just got so much out of it um, and my high school was um, was amazing for kind of like developing in music um, and musical tastes and like we had a community around it like we had this um, thing called Slam and Jam um, which was like such a sort of incubator of like mu- love of music and talent in the school it was basically uh, this really cool PE teacher called Mr Chapman every Friday he set up this thing where um, 
people could play basketball in the hall and like people other people into music can kind of just like it was like an open mic night on the stage every friday so like bands would just used to come like be formed and just like practice on the stage to like whoever was hanging around mm-hmm. in the school on a friday which was to be fair quite a few people um and that was just yeah so so good lots of bands were formed and broken up and reformed mm-hmm. in the slam and jam days and then i you know met loads of friends through music and we you know collaborated and stuff uh yeah it's great how about live music did you used to go out to a lot of gigs and by, by watching gigs mm-hmm. yeah yeah um used to do that as well my first gig was iron maiden where and the dr- I had train tracks at the time, and um, got I was in the mosh pit and got like hit in the face and my lip got kind of stuck on my braces and like I had to like you know pull my lip apart uh, off my braces it was like digging in that was and then the drummer threw a drumstick and it hit me in the face <laughs> so that was a good <laughs> that was a good gig. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Lots of like sort of heavier rock gigs were yeah. my my introduction. Um, yeah, Queens of the Stone Age, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that's where we have quite an interesting sort of like contrast of a musical background and taste, really, because a lot of my formative years came from sort of like electronic music and clubbing and festivals and things like that. So we've been it's been an interesting few years of us experimenting sort of how to combine those two. Um, backgrounds so quite often we've, we're combining sort of electronic drums um john plays a guitar and stuff for us uh so it's been quite it's been a, a slow progr- uh, process but we've had we've had some quite interesting results off the back of a, mm. uh uh quite different starting points yeah what, what what about your starting point in terms of what you got you into sort of more electronic music <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had quite a slow start into music, really. I don't think uh, we were massively musical in my house when I was growing up. Um, but I used to sort of work in some bars in the town centre, and uh, a mate of mine was a DJ in there who had a big influence on me, sort of like early on, used to be playing sort of club music towards the end of the, the night. And I hadn't really heard anything like that before, so for me that was sort of a, quite a, left quite an impression. And so as soon as I could, I started driving around the country, going to clubs and things, you know, mm-hmm. out all night listening to that kind of thing. Um, it really kind of takes over your life and that becomes sort of, again, like you said, almost your identity for quite a while. Um, what about so, making music? Yeah. Or so was it DJing? A bit of DJing to start with, yeah. And then from that, just sort of trying to think of like, you know, just, just, just having this awareness of... Oh, I really like that that tiny little piece out of this piece of music. Well, it'd be great if you could combine that with this other little sound, and just sort of that's like the starting point of just sort of trying to pu- piece together this like new new puzzle in your head of different ideas that you like to combine from different styles and different genres. Mm. Um, how about any like specific moments that you have that you can relate to, either a certain piece of music or an album or. I can relate to um yeah so many do you do you mean like something which was like a very sort of formative influence well I mean it could be anything you know so for example maybe there's like a certain tune that you always remember you have a, you had a, well, that one kiss you always remember <laughs> that one song do you have something in mind while I'm thinking uh, of my answer well I think there are a lot of sorts of pieces of music that um I like 
choose for specific situations that I know will get me in a certain frame of mind, for example. Mm. So if I have to work and I've got a bit of an all-nighter to pull, then I crack out the Metallica or some the original Sub Focus album or something, something that's going to get me a bit sort of worked up and a bit motivated and driven. Mm. Um, but equally, when I was when I was younger, I used to quite often turn off all the lights and lie in my bed listening to Aphex Twin um, just because it was such like a complete escapism it was as if you know like going in a flotation tank you just felt completely cut off from reality and in this own mm. world where it was just you and these amazing sounds and just it, thinking about almost like the imagery that it would paint in your mind yeah oh I could probably if you asked me this every day of this week I could probably give you a different answer but <laughs> Uh, some, a couple of things that come to the top uh, off the top of my head um, I was really into like some of the straight edge punk stuff um, for a, a long time actually I've been listening to it recently as well like um, Black Flag and Minor Threat and I think that a, a lot of that stuff I think I got a lot out of it in terms of kind of just being an individual and just going your own way and like being motivated to like get stuff accomplished because like that's what like Ian MacKay and Henry Rollins were like all mm. about they're like you know fuck the norm like people are mediocre and rubbish <laughs> in uh, in general mm. and you know we can carve out our own way and do things how we like mm. and so I think you know whenever I kind of want to revisit that and rekindle that kind of uh, flame that's a good kind of reference was that um, me. that definitely had like a bit of an influence on your what your long term plans for your life are like getting out getting away from an office job and you know, having a bit more of a kind of self self motivated existence I guess yeah and just the notion of you know not always kind of listening to people or following the trends just kind of yeah just being an individual i guess that's that's kind of like the biggest thing and yeah obviously that's a that's a really long-term thing and that's like stayed with me but um i think and then just a, a more recent um kind of influence i say recent probably still talking the last 10 years was um but a really strong one on me with like uh, boards of canada um that's really what kind of that, that those are the artists that really kind of I guess turned me on to more kind of ambient electronic genres um, that like listening to uh, Boards of Canada um, yeah a bit like your Apex Twin uh, experience like in the dark with headphones kind of by yourself it's just this complete entering into another world and it's just um, yeah all like encompassing and it just transports you and like yeah that if you kind of every well I kind of like over listened them now but listening listening to that just yeah it, it has this like really yeah amazing effect which um I kind of like revisited much plenty so uh so our new project um we've I'd um first finished collaboration project despite we've been working for about four years on various things um is uh, each of their mechos um, and so the, the first part of this we have a four track ep that's out imminently um influences on that i'd say uh, we had a 
we had um, we spent a lot of time listening to Bob Moses and Darkside because uh, uh, we were sort of researching the kind of acts that can combine these electronic sounds with mm. more sort of like classic um, rock sounds or blues sort of blues influence in there got some yeah. blues guitars going on and our stuff um, so yeah we have a four track EP uh, called Polaris Polaris EP Ooh. and we've written songs for them as well which is an, another new experience really for us um, yeah it's our first time kind of like writing lyrics and sort of proper song structures um which well together um so that was yeah a cool interesting experience i think um yeah i mean writing music and stuff is one thing but lyrics is a whole another whole another ball game really um especially because like we both wrote we both kind of like you know wrote the music and wrote the lyrics um and sort of come coming at it from like really different perspectives. Yeah, it's funny how we've slowly sort of re- realised um, our contrasting sort of approaches to creation in general. I think um, yeah. John very much is for, up for going with the flow and sort of um, letting it come from where it comes from. Whereas I'm, I think I'm quite analytical and I like to plan in advance and know what I'm going to do and have structures in mind and you know analyze why some something works a certain way rather than just sort of paying listening and paying attention to yeah to it as it comes yeah i kind of go with my gut a lot more and i think it can be frustrating at times because you're like i wouldn't do it like that you know you kind of i'm sure we're both thinking the same that, that along those lines a lot of the time but yeah. it's also helpful because i think we kind of you know, balance each other out a little bit more mm-hmm. and you can like combine those different kind of skills and i think it's quite I mean even it's quite funny even coming up with the names for the project as well we've spent a long time coming up with stuff and both weren't really very interested in either of each other's ideas <laughs> um but the times that we then do get to a point where we both agree i think then it makes a lot more sense and we're generally a lot happier that we've found that kind of common ground and it, that's just that's how it should be anyway you know it's a, it's a collaboration project and we're combining different styles so obviously our influences are going to be clashing and contrasting sometimes but yeah. when we do find that um, that balance then it's always for the better yeah uh, so yeah. next up then um like i said the ep should be out imminently we also have a music video um for uh, Don't You See Me Go which is the second track on our EP so we're looking forward to getting that finalised and released very soon um, fingers crossed <laughs> if all goes well of course it will it's going to be beautiful <laughs> um, we both have a solo project that we're going to release in the next couple of months as well so John is two Karuna uh, project is back with an EP mm-hmm. um, how's that all going? yeah um, finished up two songs um, and I'm kind of like yeah, I, I thought I was like closer with some of the other songs, but um, yeah, I got a bit more work to do, but um, kind of, I'm working through it. <laughs> is it. Is it in a similar vein to Embers or? Yeah, pretty similar. Um, at the moment, it, like the opening track is probably, I guess, a little bit more kind of intricate than some of the other stuff. And like since the last two years, I've kind of, you know, purchased a bit more like better quality like software um, and plugins, and you know, so I, I think in terms of the quality as well, not not only that, but my kind of mixing skills I think have improved. So, I mean, 
hopefully you'll be able to notice a, a progression in terms of you know the the mixing um but i think in terms of you know musical territory it's it's in the same ballpark for sure cool yeah how about yours uh early days on my fallen future and um, second second release uh i'm i'm trying to experiment with a kind of quite a specific area sort of combining sort of retro 80s synth sounds and sort of tribal drums still with a sort of dystopian edge to it all so at the moment i'm in an experimentation phase um for a little while um but i have some some quite interesting things that have started coming out of it so um shouldn't be too too long until we get some some progress with that yeah we also have uh, an ep from our friends binary coder and they're currently finishing off that they're, they're in a really good place and then we should have various remix eps where we're gonna sort of uh, swap between us various tracks that we've released uh which is always fun yeah their stuff is sounding cool actually is that oh we were both there weren't we um party the other night playing a binary coder for friends Raz. they were loving it yep always goes down good party music okay well i think that's about it for today um before we go we'll play you out with a little preview of uh, polaris of our new ep it's coming out very soon um but for this podcast and also for our blog we're hoping to sort of carry on having these kind of conversations talking to some other musicians and other creators about the challenges that they're facing um what inspiration um where they find their inspiration um, and yeah, how how they deal with creating their art and getting it out there into the real world. Yeah, the struggles that they face in their everyday lives. Um, we're also going to have a bit more of an in-depth discussion about Fall and Future and Two Karuna. So uh, yeah, we're we'll both be in the hot seat for that one. Uh, and we'll just generally give you little sneak peeks of upcoming um, work um, releases that we have. Um, but we'd love to hear from you and find out about what challenges that you're, you're facing. Um, you can contact us through our website, escape-everything.com, uh, or message us on social media. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Cheers. Say goodnight
Until I 